listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord everybody and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. It's a Tuesday day, that's right. I guess that could be a Tuesday. Maybe that comes from being the second day of the week. Who knows? But anyway, welcome to the broadcast day. We took yesterday off due to the holidays. We take all holidays off. And uh, so we took yesterday off. We're trying to get back into the swing of things today as we bring you just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. And of course, uh, we want you to um, stick around for the next hour as we bring you a little bit of uh, teaching, a little bit of fun, a little bit of information, a little bit of Bible reading. We got a little bit of everything happening here at CAC Daily ICAST. And uh, well, if you had a Labor Day weekend, and you enjoyed that last, what people consider the last summer, uh, the last of summer, and the last summer vacation, uh, then uh, if you want to share that with us, what you did, well, you can put it in the chat room or the comment section, and uh, you can tell us where you went, 
you don't have to go into detail. Just say uh, went uh, to Colorado, went to, uh, you know, the beach, went to see a hurricane. Um, you know, you could say you, you went to see a lot of things. Um, I didn't go anywhere. I just kicked back and relaxed all day yesterday, and it felt good. But I did. I did lose little Perry Mason um, yesterday for about 15 minutes. Could not find him. He had uh, gotten out of the yard. He usually doesn't leave the yard, and he decided he wanted to. And so he was in a lot of brush and a lot of... uh, just uh, bushes and uh, stuff like that hiding, and we like to never found him, but uh, we finally found him after about 15 minutes. I was ready just to give up and say, well, he's on his own now, but uh, I would I was standing, must have been standing near him because I would say uh, his name, and he, he has this little thing he does when uh, he wants to talk to you, and, and he goes, and I heard that, and I thought, well, he's nearby somewhere. So I said it again, and he did it again. And uh, finally, we got him to come out of the bushes. But he's safe and sound back in the studio this morning running around being mean. And uh, he's grounded for a while. He's grounded. He's like a kid. We grounded him, put him in kitty jail uh, so that he'll have to, um, you know, um, start learning to mind. We got this app on our phones. He's scared to death of sirens. When a police car comes by the house or a fire truck or anything like that, ambulance, he's scared to death. So we put a siren on our, on our phone app. And, uh, so, uh, on our phone and we hit that when we want him to get out from wherever he's at, but he's getting used to that now and it's not bothering him like it was. So, we're going to try to find something else that he's scared of, maybe a barking dog or something. But anyway, enough about little Perry Mason and my day off yesterday. Hope you had a great day off yesterday and had a great weekend. Uh, we had uh, two good services at CAC and a good service at PAC. Had some people on vacation and out of church, but uh, it's always good to go and see that there's people there that still want to be uh, in the house of the Lord, even if the numbers are dropping, you know, you you know, sometimes people say, well, there ain't going to be very many people there. I believe I'll just stay home. But I appreciate those people that uh, come out and are a part of um, the services, no matter what the number is. If it's large, small, medium, doesn't matter. They're there. They're faithful. And we appreciate that. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we're uh, doing a little uh, remodeling. And uh, we gutted the kitchen at the Pipeful Church, and we're putting it back. And uh, we're about got our closets ready. I got one more wall to uh, build, and then uh, we will start sheetrocking. And hopefully, before or at least by the end of this year, we'll have that kitchen finished. And we'll be able to uh, have Sunday school and uh, and get that started up. Because after all, a church that doesn't have Sunday school, well, you're going to lose a lot of people if you don't have a good Sunday school department. So we're going to try our best to do that. Well, let's see what we got going on here. Looking outside my window pane, the sun is shining. It's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of about 90 degrees today. So, yeah, if you're going to be outside, you want to, Stay hydrated and cool because 90 degrees. And looks like tomorrow's going to be around 87 degrees. And then it looks like it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of about 83 on Thursday. Going to be humid. Thunderstorms in spots uh, tomorrow and Thursday. But uh, today, well, it's just going to be hot and humid. It was hot yesterday. Beautiful day to have the day off. You know, I used to look forward to the day off when I was working. And, uh, well, now, you know, I just take the day off every day's Labor Day. Well, while you say, let's just jump right into our announcements. Of course, we got coming up several things that we want you to be aware of. As we uh, 
as we begin to show them scrolling on your screen, uh, let's remember some great things that are getting ready to happen at CAC. Um, Christmas program sign-up is on the back podium at CAC, so keep that in mind. Also, this Friday, September the 8th, 6 p.m., they're going to have me and Sister McKinney a special anniversary dinner. Been married 46 years. And then on uh, Sunday, September the 17th, going to have Brother Cornelius Harper with us. And that's for the 11 a.m. service only. Then Pipeful Apostolic Church, we're celebrating our 11th anniversary service. That'll be Sunday, September the 17th at 2 p.m. And uh, that's going to be Brother Cornelius Harper with a cookout following. And then uh, CAC Homecoming Services, Saturday and Sunday, October the 21st and 22nd, 7 p.m. on Saturday, 11 a.m. on Sunday. Brother George Scott going to be with us. And then Harvest Time Crusade, Friday, November the 17th, 7 p.m., Brother Buddy Puckett. Saturday, November the 18th at 7 p.m., Brother James Chesser. Sunday, November the 19th at 11 a.m., Brother Michael Maupin. And then we have our celebration right here at CAC Daily Icast. That's going to be December the 5th. We're going to have a 10th anniversary. And so uh, also we have some uh, prayer requests that we need to make mention of. And we want to remember Sister Tito Ratliff in prayer. She uh, got put in the um, hospital uh, over, I guess it was Sunday. Uh, that It was Sunday into Monday morning they admitted her. And uh, she's doing some better. I called her and had prayer with her yesterday, and she's doing some better, but uh, still needs prayer. Also, let's remember um, the last 10, of course, uh, Brian Dotson, Justin Coleman, Hannah Croft, um, the Stevenson family, Annie Thacker, Raymond Thacker, Lindsay LeBlanc, Nancy Brown, and Reed Darnell. If you have a prayer request you'd like to make known just by uh, putting them either in the uh, in the comment section or the chat room. You can do either one, and uh, we will pick those up along the way. Or you can uh, call in at the prayer line at 606-282-4108, or you can email those to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's service. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty, miraculous way for each and every one who is watching today. Whatever their needs are, they may be met by looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, I pray that you would deal with hearts and minds and bring revival and bring healing and just let your uh, spirit flow and let your will be done in every situation. Those on our prayer list, those at home, those in the nursing home, wherever they may be this hour. And Lord, we ask for your blessings upon the broadcast today that we would rightly divide the word of truth and expound it fully and that you would get all the praise as we give you the praise and the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, we... uh, As we said, the weather outside is going to be a beautiful day in the neighborhood as we look at the current radar conditions. You can see that right here in our little portion of East Kentucky, uh, there is nothing going on. So, uh, yeah, there's nothing going on right here. And uh, so we got some to our south and uh, some to our kind of uh, southwest, uh, but none right in the immediate area currently. So we'll have to just wait and see what's going to happen with uh, with the rain that is forecast for tomorrow and uh, Thursday. Well, tonight at 7.30, you can join me. I will be teaching tonight PAC uh, Midweek Bible Study. And we'll be having that at 7.30 p.m., so keep that in mind. And uh, we hope that you will join us 
and be a part of uh, the uh, study tonight. That's 7.30 tonight. Every Tuesday night at 7.30, it will either be me, Brother DeBarge, or Brother Justice. So either one uh, of us will be teaching, but we're here if nothing odd happens every Tuesday night. And then tomorrow night, Wednesday night, we want you to join us at CAC at 7 o'clock. We have our services. So that's our announcements. That's our, uh, I guess we got everything in that we needed to uh, get in. So while you say, let's just start right now with uh, the reading of the Word. And of course, read your Bible. It is a fascinating book. Second Samuel chapter 8. And after this it came to pass that David smote the Philistines and subdued them. And David took Methagama out of the hand of the Philistines. And he smote Moab and measured them with a line, casting them down to the ground. Even with two lines measured he to put to death, and with one full line to keep alive. And so the Moabites became David's servants and brought gifts. David smote also Hadad-Ezer, the son of Rehob, king of Zobah, as he went to recover his border at the river Euphrates. And David took from him a thousand chariots and seven hundred horsemen and twenty thousand footmen. And David hocked all the chariot horses, but reserved of them for an hundred chariots. And when the Syrians of Damascus came to succor Hadad-Ezer, king of Zobah, David slew of the Syrians two and twenty thousand men. Then David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus, and the Syrians became servants to David and brought gifts. And the Lord preserved David whithersoever he went. And David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadad-Ezer and brought them to Jerusalem. And from Beta and from Barathai, cities of Hadad-Ezer, King David took exceeding much brass. When Toai, king of Hamath, heard that David had smitten all the host of Hadad-Ezer, then Toai sent Joram his son unto King David to salute him and to bless him, because he had fought against Hadad-Ezer and smitten him. For Hadad-Ezer had wars with Toai. And Joram brought with him vessels of silver and vessels of gold and vessels of brass which also King David did dedicate unto the Lord, which the silver and gold that he had dedicated of all nations which he subdued. Of Syria, and of Moab, and of the children of Ammon, and of the Philistines, and of Amalek, and of the spoil of Hadad-Ezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. And David got him a name when he returned from smiting of the Syrians in the Valley of Salt, being eighteen thousand men. And he put garrisons in Edom, throughout all Edom put he garrisons, and all they of Edom became David's servants. And the Lord preserved David whithersoever he went. And David reigned over all Israel, and David executed judgment and justice unto all his people. And Joab the son of Zeruiah was over the host, and Jehoshaphat the son of Ahilud was recorder, and Zadok the son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech the son of Abiathar were the priests, and Seraiah was the scribe. And Benaiah the son of Jehoiada was over both the Kirathites and the Pelathites, and David's sons were chief rulers. Second set. Heating up quick outside, 70 degrees currently outside my window pane, and it's going to be 90 today, so keep that in mind if you're out and about. Just hydrate. And, uh, of course, uh, we got coming up a little bit more information. Maybe you knew, maybe you didn't know, maybe you care to know, maybe you don't care to know, but we got some stuff coming up that uh, I hope will be interesting to you. We're going to uh, do a little something. We I talked to some of our younger ministers, and uh, I, I was talking about how that I would like to do a, um, a roundtable discussion. Uh, our table may not be round, but it would be square, and uh, we could do that roundtable discussion for about maybe 10 minutes, uh, uh, just talking about a topic maybe 15 minutes talking about a topic 
picking any topic. It could be a topic on, uh, you know, uh, uh, just say uh, faithfulness or uh, power uh, and just talk about that around the round table. So we're going to do that and try to get that uh, fixed up so we can get everybody involved in that. That's uh, our young ministers because I want to get them used to uh, doing these type of broadcasts so that they can carry this on when it comes time for me to retire. Yeah. Yeah, so we got to get them all trained up and everything. So um, we hope to get that started soon. And uh, what better time to start that than in the winter months when you can't get out, you don't have to mow grass, you don't have to, you know, get out and and try to do things because of the weather. So uh, we'll try to do some roundtable in the upcoming months. And uh, let's see what else we got going on here. I guess we could look at um, this around here. If you got a minute, and of course you got a minute. Everybody has a minute. Well, if you got a minute, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Romans 8 and 18 says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Many people only serve the Lord when things are going good for them. Others only serve the Lord when things go wrong in their lives. What we go through now is nothing to be compared with what will be revealed later. Nothing can be compared or measured to the glory of heaven. And that is 60 seconds with the pastor. Of course, uh, that's just a little bit of 60 seconds of inspiration and wisdom that we try to give you every day. And it's time for us to do this. What time is it? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live links Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question in Revelation, what are commanded not to damage grass? It's what are commanded to not damage grass? Well, all you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link, it'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking, yes, speaking of results. We do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Well, yesterday's trivia question wasn't yesterday. It was actually Friday. And Friday's trivia question was simply this. What man and woman spitefully criticized their brother for marrying an Ethiopian woman? And out of those that participated, well... It looks like 100% of you got it correct. 
That's right. You got it correct. And the correct answer was Aaron and Miriam. And that's found in Numbers chapter 12, verse number one. Don't criticize your brethren. Yeah. So uh, in Revelation, what are commanded not to damage grass? Yeah, the grass. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. This is episode number 139. That's right. Of this year. We usually get a... About 200 in. We're not going to do it this year due to upcoming vacations and holidays and things like that. But it's episode 139. This is out of 365 days out of the year. This is day number 248. Just a little bit of information. Maybe you knew, maybe you didn't know, but we let you have it right here on CAC Daily Icast. We'll be celebrating our 10th anniversary here at CAC Daily ICAST coming up in December. That'll be December the 5th that we will be gathered here and uh, hopefully gathered here and uh, celebrating uh, our 10th anniversary. It's hard to believe it's been 10 years that we have been doing this Monday through Friday. And uh, we, we have been consistent through the years. Some of you have been with us through the years. Some of you have joined us through the years, and we just appreciate all who's been with us from the beginning. If you've been with us from the beginning, you can put in the comment section or the chat room and say, I've been there since you started. Or if you just joined, well, you can put in there, just joined, and we'd be glad to just respond and say a big old thank you for joining us right here on CAC Daily ICAST. Well, it is time for us to do this, and it is the Commonwealth Minute, brought to you by Richard Nelson. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. The Federal Food and Drug Administration overstepped its authority by minimizing regulations for the popular abortion pill called Mifepristone. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals didn't outlaw the drug, but they simply acknowledged the dangerous side effects which preclude it from being sent through the mail. According to Kentucky Right to Life Executive Director Adia Wushner, the FDA ignored science and set aside standard medical practices for safety. They also permitted a do-it-yourself at-home mail abortion protocol that allowed abortion pills to be sent directly to homes and dorm rooms of women and girls. Now, some will argue that this strikes against the so-called woman's right to choose, but there's really a bigger issue here, and that's protecting the health and safety of women. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that is brought to you by Richard Nelson, and uh, he contacted me, uh, well, it's been a a while back now, and uh, was wanting to just get uh, me to uh, do his Commonwealth Minute on our broadcast. And I said, well, certainly. So uh, that is the Commonwealth Minute. It deals with not only things with the Commonwealth, as you uh, just heard, but also it deals with things in the U.S. that will affect the Commonwealth. Well, it is uh, 1027 in the a.m. here in East Kentucky, 74 degrees. You can see how quickly the temp is rising so 74 degrees going to be a high of 90 today but uh looks like it's just going to be hot because uh there's nothing passing through now if you're down in oh say corbin area and somerset and uh nashville and that area in southern kentucky right in that area right here i'll just draw a big old box around it well you're probably got some showers coming through But uh, right here in our little portion of East Kentucky, well, there's nothing going on but sunshine. And let's see what else we got. Uh, You know, when that um, 
when that uh, hurricane hit down in Florida, I'll just show you something right here, uh, right real quick. When it hit in Florida, uh, it hit right in the area, uh, right in the area called, uh, of course, the the Big Bend, but it hit right in this area, and uh, in that area uh, was uh, Horseshoe Beach. Horseshoe Beach was a uh, place that uh, when I would go down there, I had to go preach a couple of funerals uh, down there in a little place called Cross City, Florida. And when I was down there, um, and of course I was uh, uh, staying there in Cross City, but we would drive, and it would be about 18 miles, maybe 20 miles, uh, to the Horseshoe Beach. Horseshoe Beach is not a beach. A lot of people says, well, Horseshoe Beach, that must be a nice beach. No, it's not even a beach. It's a fishing town, and when you go to the edge of the land, it turns into rocks, and then at the rocks just are right there in the Gulf. So there, there is no beach at Horseshoe Beach. I asked, um, I asked the person that I was uh, visiting down there one time, I said, well, why do they call it Horseshoe Beach? And uh, they didn't have a clue. They said, we don't know. It's not really a beach. It's a fishing town. Got a lot of chairs along the Gulf, uh, you know, along the water where you can sit in the, on the bench and look at the Gulf or you can sit and fish. So, um, yeah, I'm not a fisher. I'm a fisher of men, but I'm not a fisher. But anyway, uh, it is time for us to take our little break. And the reason we take a break is we got to clear up the lag so that we can record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives, and people can watch them on their own time frame. So don't touch at any key. Don't go anywhere because we're going to be right back. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Just want you to know we're glad that you've joined us today as we are gathered here today uh, to study a little in the Word. And uh, we're going to pick up where we left off on our last study, which I think was last Friday. We took uh, Monday off due to Labor Day, but uh, we're back again. And we want to just pick up where we left off. So let's jump right into verse number 12. We are studying 
in the book of Jude. So Jude, verse number 12. And uh, it says, These are spots in your feast of charity when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness for ever. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Now, I want to stop right there because there is just so much in this, um, in this study that uh, I want us to uh, just jump right into the study portion of this uh, because I want to read to you a few um, uh, different versions that kind of break down uh, the language. And I want to also uh, do some Greek uh, words that will give us uh, more in-depth into the and I guess insight into uh, this study today. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. As we study today, this is going to be lesson number 1073. So let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer at this time. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us today as we study your word, that we will rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully, and we'll all leave here with more knowledge than we came. Help us, Lord, with every definition, every word, and help us to break it down line upon line and precept upon precept. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask and pray. Amen. Amen. Well, when you look at uh, these uh, verses, a lot of times when you read something, if you don't study it, uh, you begin to uh, really not get the full implication of what the Word is saying. Uh, You just read past something and you think, okay, uh, I kind of understand just from the context of the sentence what it's talking about. You know, you can pretty well figure out words and what the sentence is talking about just by the way it's used in a sentence. Um, But it's better if we go in depth and begin to study uh, the word of the Lord. So uh, I want to uh, start with verse number 12, and I'll bring this up on the screen for you, because verse number 12 is one that uh, uh, just begins to talk about these evil people these people that have infiltrated the church, these people that have come with a different agenda, and he starts talking about them, and he said, these are spots in your feasts of charity when they feast with you. Now, the New Living Translation begins to say it this way, and of course, um, if I can get my my, uh, Bible program to cooperate, uh, I will try my best to uh, get the the sentence here and the verse. When these people eat with you in your fellowship meals, you know, that's when people come together, the church comes together, and they have fellowship, and they, they have meals. And he says, when you have your fellowship meals commemorating the Lord's love, just you know, being thankful unto the Lord for what he's done for you, kind of like what we do at Christmas, Thanksgiving, and and uh, homecoming services and uh, anniversary services. We always have cookouts or a meal uh, so that we are thankful unto the Lord. So we're coming together for that. That's kind of what this is talking about. And it says, uh, when these people eat with you in your fellowship meals commemorating the Lord's love, they are like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. And then the Message Bible says, these people 
are warts on your love feasts as you worship and eat together. They're giving you a black eye, carousing shamelessly, grabbing anything that isn't nailed down. There are puffs of smoke pushed by gusts of wind. Late autumn trees stripped clean of leaf and fruit, doubly dead, pulled up by the roots. Now, when I see that, it lets me know that these people that have infiltrated the church, and not only have they infiltrated the church trying to uh, come into the church and divide the church, devour the church, but they want to come to your feasts, your celebrations, revivals. Um, I have said this over and over again. There is, there is people that come to revival, and they want to have revival. They want to see growth. They want to help grow. Then there's people that come to stop or shut down revival. Um, it's happened not, not just locally, but it's happened globally. Uh, you can watch a church that starts having revival, and then all of a sudden people start coming in, and you're thinking it's growth, and it's not growth. It's not growth at all. Just like these that have come into the feast and these that have come into the church, the church wasn't growing with them. They were there to destroy or shut down uh, the, uh, the, the progress the church was making. Um, you know, have you ever uh, just kind of uh, seen a situation where somebody comes in and shuts down the progress? Maybe somebody's getting ready to... Uh, grade a road in a, in a mountain, or they're getting ready to, uh, you know, uh, dig a ditch across your property and, and you come in and you shut them down because you say, wait a minute, uh, you know, you're, you're doing uh, the wrong thing here. Or, uh, they, they try to shut it down. Uh, so it doesn't happen. Well, this is what these people were doing spiritually. They were coming into the church and they were trying to divide and devour and shut down the progress of the church. Now, any church can have revival. Any church can have revival. Any person can have a personal revival. But guarantee one thing, when a church starts having revival, watch what happens. People that um, were destructive in other places start trying to infiltrate in coming and bragging and uh you know getting in in the good with uh with the church or the pastor and only only to uh destroy and start their destructive behavior they want to shut down revival well when revival gets shut down it sometimes takes a while for it to get cranked back up when people like this come into a church and destroy, sometimes it takes years to get back on track and get everybody refocused and start moving forward because of the damage that they have done. That's what uh, Jude is talking about. He's talking about these people that have come into the church and they're, they're there only to do damage. They're not there to help. They're not there to... Um, you know, uh, um, encouraged. They're not there to help with the work. They're there to shut the church down. Now, with that said, you say, well, surely people wouldn't be that way. Absolutely they are. They were that way in Jude's day. They're that way in our day. They just have an agenda to shut down revival, shut down the church, they come in when you're feasting. They come into your celebrations. They want to buddy up with you, if you will. And they want to buddy up with the church and they want to act like they're there for the right reasons when they're not at all there for the right reasons. He says, these are spots in your feasts. These are spots. Now, when I think of spots, I think of something that is dirty, something that is unclean, uh, unhealthy, something that is... Um, uh, maybe dangerous, you know, uh, and so the word spot, of course, in this uh, Greek rendering, it is a ledge or reef of rock in the sea. It's talking like, you know, when ships sail in the in the sea, they have to be careful about the coastline because the coastline has reefs that are that are um, 
you know, uh, or they're actually living organisms, but they're so hard that they can wreck uh, and sink ships. Yeah, the ship is doing good, and all of a sudden it hits a reef. That's what happens with these people. Church is doing good. Uh, growth is happening. People's getting baptized. People's getting filled with the Holy Ghost. People's doing good. And then all of a sudden, the, the church hits the reef. These are the spots and, and the rocks. You know, you want to avoid the rocks. That's what the lighthouses were there for. Not only to guide them that they were, you know, on the right track, but to keep them from shore and to let them know how close they were to the rocks and the reefs and all of that. With that said, these spots are just like those reefs. They're out to not just damage the church, but to sink it. Yeah, there's people out there that want the church to fail. There's people that may be attending church with you, wherever you attend church at, that don't want the church to succeed. They want the church to fail. And there's spots in your feasts of charity. And they come in and they celebrate with you. They eat with you, celebrate with you, talk about how great it is that the church is doing so good, but they're there with a different agenda. That's right. Sometimes people come in and they'll come in in different uh, disguises. Sometimes they come in and uh, they're disguised as, as a, a minister or disguised as a, a good saint of God. And next thing you know, they're either having an affair with somebody in the church or they're uh, pulling somebody out of the church or they're destroying uh, some good things that's going on in the church. And you just have to be aware. And that's what Jude's warning. He says, let's be aware of this. Let's be vigilant. If people come and they're talking negative about the pastor, negative about the church, or this is the great line, if I was in charge, I would do it this way. Beware of those people because those people are the ones that are out to try to win the favor of the people. Uh, you know, you can look at David's situation and uh, he was being undermined, but we got to understand that that if we are not careful, people will come into the church and try to act like they're they would help the church or be better at something. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, taken over the as pastor. They could say, "Oh, if I was in charge of the youth, I could do this," or "If I was in charge of of Sunday school, I would do this." Beware of those people. That's what Jude is saying. They're going to be spots. They're clouds without water. That's right. They're clouds without water. They're not going to refresh the church. They're just going to keep the sun from shining on the church. They're going to keep the blessings of God away from the church. That's right. It can happen. Jude's trying to warn us. And he says they're carried about with wind. Uh, trees without fruit. Uh, you know, wind just blowing everything around. They're just, they're here at this church uh, for a while. And then they're over here at this church for a while. And they're over here at this church for a while. I had a person ask me one time, they said, well, why doesn't the Lord reveal these people that are out to destroy the church to the pastor? And I said, listen, the Lord reveals a lot of things to, to leadership, but he doesn't reveal everything. He's expecting us to be wise enough to see these people are not what they say they are. And, and that's what you got to look at. If somebody says, I'm a Christian, and they're out lying and cheating, they're not a Christian. If somebody says, oh, oh, I serve the Lord too, and then you, you see them doing ungodly things, because let's look at this. Not only are they plucked up by the roots, uh, raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars going here and there, here and there, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Now look at what else it says. Enoch, uh, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these. So this is, you know, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Enoch prophesied of these saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all. That's right. We're going to come back with the Lord when all of this takes place. 
and to convince all that are ungodly. Now, notice how this is word, worded because it's very important that we understand um, how it's worded. To execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them. What are we going to convince them? What's the Lord going to convince them of? Those ungodly of their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed. I want you to know that um, the, the main word there that we need to look at is the word ungodly because all of that is in reference to something that's not of God, something that's uh, destructive, something that's evil. So he's going to come back and execute judgment on all that are ungodly all that are ungodly. Now, I want to uh, kind of bring uh, this up on the uh, on the Greek definition because uh, to give you a good, uh, I guess, uh, understanding of the word ungodly, uh, it's wickedness, wickedness, uh, ungodly, uh, without reverence toward God. They don't fear God. They don't want to serve God. They're out to destroy. So they are wicked men. So it's to convince and to con, uh, execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are what? Ungodly. Everybody say ungodly. Among them of all their what? Ungodly deeds. Ungodly deeds. Now, deeds, of course, we know are things that people do, uh, works, uh, deeds, uh, what they do. Um, it, it means uh, work or toil or um, labor, what, what they're actually, their business, their, what they're doing, what they're undertaking is ungodly. It's wicked. And then, not only of their, their ungodly deeds, which they have uh, ungodly committed. So these people that are wicked are doing wicked things and doing it in a wicked way. And, and yet they're in the church. How can that be? How can that be that, that somebody has ungodly, is an ungodly person, a wicked person, comes into the church starts working their wickedness in the church in wicked ways. That's what this is talking about. And all and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. You see now they're called sinners. They're they're not they're not the church. They're not your brother or your sister. They're sinners. And they're committing these ungodly things. And a lot of times it's committed in the name of religion. It's committed in the name of a church. It's committed in the name of being a saint. It's committed in the name sometimes, unfortunately, of Jesus. Because people want to fool people. And they want to come into the church either take over, destroy, and annihilate, shut down what God is doing. That's always been the devil's desire, is to try to shut down what God is doing. That's why when he deceived Adam and Eve, he thought, okay, I've, I've shut this down. But then the Lord says, no, I'm going to make a way for them to get redeemed. The devil can't be redeemed. The third of the angels can't be redeemed. Fallen man can be redeemed. Aren't you glad that you can be redeemed? Amen. I'm glad that, that the Lord looked at us and said, yeah, we may have fallen, we may have been tricked, but he's going to make a way for us to be redeemed, put back in favor. And so this is what happens, and this is what uh, Jude is talking about. He says they're murmurers. Everybody knows what a murmurer is, right? Somebody who's always talking about something. 
They always got something to complain about. Oh, the, the, the preaching's too long. The preaching's too short. The, the PA's too loud. The PA's too low. The air condition's too cold. The air condition's too hot. Uh, always murmuring and complaining. Oh, they're not doing that right. Oh, that's not right. Uh, there was a person one time I remember years and years and years ago, and I don't even know who they are, never met them, but they sent me an email, and they started telling me what I needed to do. And I said, who are you to tell me, a called man of God, who are you to tell me what to do when I don't even know you and you're not even a member of the church I pastor? So who are you? You see, we need to start looking at the devil and say, who are you to tell me what to do? Don't let the devil come in and tell you what to do. Don't let the devil come in and influence your family and your 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 life. Do what the Lord says. Do what his word says. They're murmurs. They're one who, who is so discontent. All they want to do is complain against God. When they complain against you, they're complaining against God. Again, I take you back to Paul, uh, you know, Saul, when he was on the road to Damascus. And, uh, you know, uh, the Lord struck him down, uh, bright light, and just began to tell him. It's hard for him to persecute uh, Jesus. And, and he wasn't persecuting Jesus per se. He was persecuting the church. But when you persecute the church, you persecute Jesus. Now, when these spots and these murmurers and these... Uh, these complainers and these uh, ungodly men come into the church and try to shut the church down. They're not just coming against that church. They're not just coming against a person. They're coming against Jesus Christ himself. And I'll just tell them it's going to be hard for you to kick against the pricks. That's right. So, yeah, when you look at that, you see that a murmur is one who is discontent, they're not satisfied with revival. They're not satisfied with the way the church is going. Uh, if the church starts growing, they're not satisfied. In fact, some become so fearful that they're afraid that someone's going to get their job or someone's going to be more popular than they are, and, and, and jealousy starts happening over spots in the feast. Remember these. These are murmurs. These are complainers. They're, they're walking after what? Their own lusts. Their own lusts. Let's look at this. They're walking after their own lusts and their mouth. Their mouth speaketh great swelling words. Oh, they just talking about all they can do. And if they's in charge, they could do this. And oh, if we just change this and oh, think of what great things would happen. Be careful of somebody that wants to change what is working, especially changing the church. Be careful of people that are wanting to change and, uh, and want to do things against the church. Um, and uh, be careful of people who uh, just want to come in and push or bully their way into the church. When the church is doing fine, you got that's one way of noticing these people is when the church is doing fine and then somebody comes in and there's a problem. Maybe you ought to look at the problem who came into the church. Because if, and here's another way you can tell these spots, these ungodly people, they want to put their hand on everything in the church. They want to be involved in every aspect of the church. You know, we got to abide in the calling wherewith we're called. You know, if I try to say, okay, I'm pastor. I'm also going to drive the van. I'm also going to teach every Sunday school class. I'm also going to teach every youth service. I'm also going to, uh, you know, do everything around the church. Um, you better beware of me or anyone that does that. You know why? It's because... They are trying to get their hands on everything within the church so they can shut it down. There was a person tried that not too long ago at CAC. And I had a person 
come to me after after they did their ungodly deeds and and uh, you know did everything they could to destroy. I had a person come to me prominent in the church who was faithful and said they tried to set you up for failure. That happens. That's what these people are doing. Jude's trying to warn the church. He's not talking to the world. He's telling the church, you better beware of these people who's coming in unaware who have a different agenda because they're trying to set you up for failure. They're trying to tear you down. They want to shut down revival. They want to shut the church down. But, oh, we can still have revival if we will not let those people influence our thoughts. You know, um, I see where a lot of people get the idea that that you just need to tell some people, no, you're not welcome here. You know, well, um, we see this right here, these ungodly men doing ungodly deeds, trying to tear the church down and all this. Um, You know, you got to stand against that. You can't just let that happen and say, well, praise God, the Lord will take care of it. No, you got to stand against it. You as a saint of God, you as a minister, you as a leader, in a church, you have to stand against these things. If you see these things starting to unfold, you need to make the pastor aware and you need to stand and say, we don't do that here. Somebody comes in and says, oh, I don't like the way that uh, the youth department's run and if I was in charge, of you shut them down. Just shut them down right there and say, wait a minute, you're not in charge of the youth department and the person's doing a good job. So you just don't worry about it. Yeah, that's right. Devil don't like to be told no. And that's why when you tell some people no and they leave the church, it lets you know they were ungodly. They had ulterior motives and all these things. They, these are spots in your charity of, of feasts. And uh, Enoch talked about them. And he said, you know, they committed these ungodly things. And... Uh, Perry Mason kind of stepped on my keyboard and messed up my my place where I was at. But uh, these are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts. And their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. I see our time is up, and we're going to pick up on verse number 16 uh, tomorrow. So... Uh, uh, we want to pick up on verse number 16, uh, talking about uh, how these people speak great swelling words and they they team up with people trying to get advantage. We'll see how that unfolds tomorrow. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the uh, teaching today. And since it is time for us to come to a close, I want us to go to the Lord in prayer and help us all to recognize these spots, these clouds without water, these problem troublemakers, complainers, people that want to shut the church down, shut revival down, and help us to recognize that and also to help us to recognize that uh, we can do something about that. Amen? Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for the lesson today. We thank you for the word that reveals these people that are spots in our feasts and clouds without water and trees without fruit, twice plucked up, plucked up twice dead. Um, Lord, all of these things that is listed in Jude that gives us an understanding of all these people that's got destructive desires walking after their own lust, doing their own thing, trying to shut down revival and the church. Help us, Lord, to have revival in the midst and in spite of it all. Help us to have revival. Let there be people come in that are hungry for your word, thirsty for your word. Let there be people that love you, come and serve you. Lord, we give you the praise. We give you the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed the teaching session. Uh, It it has been an honor to bring this to you. Um, I think this is a book, uh, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John and Jude, 
is uh, is four books that or uh, four areas, if you will, that we should be looking at. Every pastor should look at. Every saint of God should study because you're going to see you're going to see people fit this description. And when you see people fitting that description, I don't care if they come from a good family. I don't care if they come from uh, prominence. I don't care if they come uh, saying, oh, I've been in church for 30 years. If they're doing these things, they're ungodly men doing ungodly things in ungodly ways. Beware of them. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running. And, of course, our trivia question, we kind of keep that going so that uh, people can do a little bit of studying on their own time and gives you a little more knowledge of the Word. So uh, today's trivia question, in Revelation, what are commanded not to damage grass? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link, it'll take you where you need to go. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.